Welcome to another episode of Just Being Names Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Um, we're going to talk about the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo for the PS4. And also we're going to talk about Mercy, a new comic book that came out this week. And also we'll give our picks of the week. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey, welcome back to an amazing show, the Just Being Nameless Podcast, with my co-host Trevor. Hey, wow, that's a lot to live up to. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, you see how I did that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right at the back, baby. Right at the back. <laughs> so, how you been, Trevor? I've been pretty good. Yeah, I've been uh, been doing uh, doing pretty well. So, got a new job that's okay. gonna start later the, this month. Uh, my brother actually just had a baby. Congratulations! Yeah, so they're first. So, so that'd be your niece or nephew she's a niece or nephew nephew it's nephew. a boy yeah yeah so that'd be you have three nephews now right yes. on your on your side of the family yeah That's, well yeah, yeah. Te- technically yeah, yeah. Well, there's only one Me. one girl of like all of the of you know my brothers and i of uh our children yeah <laughs> and that one's mine <laughs> all the rest are boys yeah you know, all the rest are boys right yep yeah, because one of your uh, nephews' name is Odin, right? He's not my technically my oh. nephew. He's oh, okay. my cousin, but we call him cousin. But he's not really related by blood, like um, like me with uh, right. with Angie and Mark. Yeah, it's that's his son. But uh, yeah, so he's kind of like our nephew. Yeah, but not officially. But you know what, man? Sometimes, man, it's always not always not about blood. You know, family could be friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, some yeah, some of my family members I stay away from, <laughs> stay away from. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So um, in this podcast, we're going to talk about um the Final Fantasy VII remake um the, the demo, demo the yep. demo because you know that was announced way back in 2015. This it showed a trailer for it and stuff like that five years ago. And, you know, it's always been rumors, ah, oh, they're going to do a remake. It always was on our minds, like, as for fans, we, we want this game. You know, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII is one of the top-selling games for the PlayStation 1 at the time, right, back in 1995. It, yeah, it came out at about the same time that the PlayStation 1 came out. So yeah. it was one of the, the launch games. Right. And, you know, with its... <laughs> incredible graphics at the time and everything it was you know yeah it, it was it was a, a great game it was you know showed off what the the playstation could do and that sort of thing and um i i played a couple rpgs and some of the old final fantasies but not very much i think i played like the only one i really completed was like mystic quest or something which is kind of like an easy you know rpg light right <laughs> um but when I started playing Final Fantasy in college, Final Fantasy VII, I became obsessed with that game. That was my first role-playing game, too, was right. Final Fantasy VII. I was introduced to that stuff. I knew they, that they didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? I was not part of that. That kind of, those kind of games, I wasn't playing no game. I was playing most, mostly the sporting games, like Madden and NBA 2K. Well, no, it wasn't NBA 2K. It was just NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, live, I think, yeah, but EA Sports. So EA Sports had the game um, locked down and everything. But when I played Final Fantasy VII, that was the first time I ever played a role-playing game, 
and I fell in love with it, dude. I really did. I mean, it was three. Was it four discs or three discs? Three discs. Three discs, right? It was three discs. You know, there's so much memory to the game that he needed yeah, three, right? So big. <laughs> but now you can't. You probably just you need one. Well, so far the remake. But we have, a, I guess, a two discs, I guess. First is it time. going to? I don't know. The Most way. games these days don't need two discs. But remember, this is how they... We're going to get into it, but um, I really, really enjoyed that game. It was in my college years, I believe. Yeah, yeah same age. college, yeah. Yeah, in my college junior years. years when that came out, 1997. Was it 97? Yep. Wow. What came out? Oh, Resident Evil 2 came out in 96. I think that was a year before or something. 96, yeah. I was playing that too in college. Yeah. Or wait, it had to have come out at about the same time because, right. like I said, Final Fantasy VII was a launch game. Right. So yeah, I mean, so that was one of the other games I played in college. Damn, Final Fantasy VII. Cause I couldn't play it in college. I had to go home and play it on, mm-hmm. on my weekends. Man, I was <laughs> I was killing it, man. I was killing. I couldn't wait to get home. Yeah, one of my roommates got it. I would play that game. Like for fifteen hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I completed that game four or five times. In that year, oh, really, my, my junior year alone. Yeah, damn, you. I played it twice. You was dedicated. Right. And we're not talking about just like breezing through it. I mean, we're talking about the chocobo breeding <laughs> and you know getting the knights of the round materia and all the other stuff. It was like wow. everything. Well, you were hardcore, Trevor. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was one of those people who, um, you know, how there was that you can the resurrect era theory. Yes. Yeah, I was obsessed with finding that <laughs> and like following this stuff. And there's all these little clues. The guy who was who posted it online. He was good. He was good. <laughs> there was a lot of clues, and you could like look for them, and but of course it was all bullshit. Yeah, yeah man. We found we found out later the guy completely made it up. But though that was that when I played that. Speaking of that character, she died off early in the game. Like damn, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't played it in the past twenty smart years ago, right. but yeah, man, I was like, damn, this is the first time I've seen killing somebody off the main character, one of the good characters, man. Well, that's what's funny is that we say that, but that's not true. Because she's not well, real, especially because like with Final Fantasy VII, that was the one that captured people. Like, well, it's because it's emotional, and they killed off like this major character. And it's like every other fan of Final Fantasy game has killed off a major character. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I didn't know that because that's my first time playing that series. That's why I was like, damn, right, man. But then again, she shows up again later on in um, the movie. Um, the Advent children. children. Advent children, yeah. Advent children. children. Why do you just always say children. children? I don't know children. That's the countryside of me. I don't know children. 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 Advent children. Children. Um, but that, you got that right. Yeah. Yeah, I need to buy that again. I had it on DVD. Yeah, I had it on DVD, and then I got the Blu-ray the version. Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. yeah, go check that out, guys. Um, it's not the best, but it's it was okay. It <laughs> it's was, very cool action. Yeah. Oh but, man, it was the scene was um, Sephiroth and. Cloud, the fight, the fight. Yeah, it's like a really long fight, but it's just like, it's so fast. Yeah, it's like that's what I like about it is like they don't slow it down and show you like everything or what. I mean, it's just like a flurries. Like, it's like watching. An, you know how you watch anime sometimes that you can't keep up without the fighting, you know, yeah. including when it comes to like the robot, the mechas and stuff like they fighting. Like, fighting where it was, it's something like that, man. It was like everywhere, but she. Not like Dragon Ball, because everything, boom, boom, boom. Can you see what they're doing? But no, but in that movie, man, everything was fast-paced. I mean, all of it was. I mean, the action scenes were fast-paced from Tiffer to Barrett to, um, like I said, Cloud and Sephiroth. As a matter of fact, I got the there's a toy back there anyway. You know, I got that. Yeah, yeah, the, the toy in yeah. his, or the Cloud in his, the cycle. Yeah. Motorcycle. 
So back to the Final Fantasy VII remake. So re, um, last week, last week, PlayStation on the net, PlayStation released a demo of the Final Fantasy remake because actually the remake is supposed to be coming out this month, of March, right? Right. They pushed it back to April. I'm like, you son of a guns. Well, that's good. I'd much yeah. rather they get it done right than yeah. rush it out. Yeah, but you know, it's April 10th. It's supposed to come out. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered it. Pre-ordered. It from uh, Best Buy. Oh, what about you? Amazon. Again, man. You had a problem with Amazon last time pre-ordering freaking Borderlands 3. Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on, man. Really? I think I pre-ordered this one before Borderlands 3. Or, <laughs> or before I before it arrived. But, but yeah. they were quick to replace it. I literally got Borderlands 3 the next day. Oh, you did? Yeah, the replacement came the next day. Damn, they must have had a warehouse near, near, oh. near you, whatever. Man. Yeah, they do. Damn. But yeah, so Final Fantasy VII Remake is coming out April 10th. So let's get to this. Um, Well, you know, I'm not going to say spoilers. If you have not played the first game in like 1996, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> because, but we're going to say some things about the demo and what we like and dislike. I mean, honestly, I didn't dislike nothing of it at all when I played it. It was Are just... We talking about the demo? The demo, yeah, the demo. And I, and I wasn't... I was pretty happy playing it you know it was different from the original by far i mean just by far Mm -hmm. different so um what did you find about the game the demo that you kind of like on trevor well i mean i I enjoyed all of it i was it's it's been a while since i've really felt excited to play a video game um this one i i was really getting into it i was like wow i can't wait for this to come out um I felt the same way too, man. Yeah, it, I think a lot of it was the nostalgia as well. But you know, it's kind of like you're playing this game that this game that I loved uh, from a long time ago. But it's like upgraded, and the graphics are different. Yes. And, you know, it follows the same idea, but it kind of just injects a little bit more life into it here and there. And right. obviously, since this the um, this first remake is really only going to cover the time that they're in Midgard. Uh huh. Um, it's uh, it, it's gonna expand on things and you know draw out scenes a little bit longer so that the gameplay is longer. Well, what I when I was reading uh, or someone I think my friend David t- was telling me, you know, in the game when you're trying to blow up the uh, the reactor, you have to set the bomb at twenty to thirty minutes, right? Right. You can choose. You can choose, but he said uh, one of the minutes he said if you put twenty minutes, it shows you more of scenes after the um, game. After you defeat the game. Oh, is that what happened? I yeah. Did, I did see the scenes afterwards. I, I did, put, too. I put it at 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I yeah. did it 20 minutes, too. So, they did the scene. And what's so so great about it is, man, after the reactor was blown up, they show you scenes afterwards of a, a death, the devastation. In the other game, right. we didn't, in the beginning, you didn't see that. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something that was hard to kind of do. Yeah, this, right. this kind of just shows you a little bit of the reaction of... You know the people around it, and right. what happens around it. So that was something totally different too. Cause like I said, this is a remake, and then they're gonna do the same thing, but they're gonna add more things to it. You know, and probably some new characters. I think I read gonna be some characters you might not recognize. I saw it in the cutscene. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, but what I I, I like the game, man. I like the re, um the demo. I like the um the how you go when you you cloud, then all of a sudden. You know, we were talking about this earlier today with um, Seth, is that you could switch back and forth 
Right. So let's get into you know, the the major change here, other than the graphics, is the the combat system. Right. Right. In the original Final Fantasy VII, it was like a command menu. So you would say attack or use magic, uh, or item, use, you know, uh, use yeah, item or yeah. skill or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so you could set it, and you know, as an active time battle gauge, the ATB gauge. Mm-hmm. So when it was your turn, you know, it would fill up, and then your guy could go. Right. Um, this kind of uses sort of uses the ATB gauge thing, but it's actually a lot more like hands-on. You can just go and attack the crap out of people constantly. Yeah. Just constantly right. swing your weapon. You know, you don't have to stop. Um, so it, I would say it's a lot more like Final Fantasy 15, if anybody's played that game, where you control one character and your teammates, you know, your other party members are controlled by the AI. But in this one, which you couldn't do in Final Fantasy XV, is it's a lot like some of the Final Fantasy thirteen games, like Final Fantasy thirteen two, or I think even the first one. But you could, or the you know the Lightning Return, Lightning Returns was just one character, so you could switch between the main character. that you're controlling. Right. Uh, you could do that in 12, but 12 had a whole command system oh, too. Oh, the other one was Noel, right. Noel and... Um, yeah, Noel and uh, um, Sarah. The sister, right. Yeah. And you could switch which one you wanted leading or which one you were controlling during the fight. Right. And... Um, I still haven't finished that game, man. Oh, uh, it was good. Then I, fin- I didn't finish part one or two of 13, man. I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. it's three parts. There's three. I didn't finish... <laughs> Let me finish another of them. Anyway, it's a lot more like Final Fantasy 15 in that you control one character, the AI controls the other party members, but every now and then you can tell them to do a command. Oh, okay. So a good example is in this game, in the Final Fantasy VII demo... When you're fighting the scorpion robot creature, right, right. which yeah. oh my god, that was so much harder. It was, than the wasn't it? Game. It was hard, wasn't okay. it? So what you can do is, you want to strike it with lightning. Right. Barrett is the one, only one who has lightning, so you can either control Barrett and tell him to attack with lightning, or you can, Just if you're back. on, if you're on cloud, you can hit the command menu X and it'll bring up the box, and then you go to Barrett and then tell him to attack with thunder. Yeah. Um, and then you can go and start you know, wailing away once he's kind of been hurt. And then, of course, it brings in the stagger idea and yes. things like that from uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. I remember that on right. Thirteen. yeah. Um, I think it's only in Thirteen. Was it in all of them? I think it was all of them. I think it was just Lightning Returns. Was that part two? Part one and two? Or Lightning? Lightning is... Well, Lightning's in all of them. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Lightning Returns was part three. Okay. So, yeah, the basic idea was that you would attack... A, a creature enough and hit it hard enough that it would like build up that thing and then all of a sudden it would stagger which means now it's falling, falling to the ground down. yeah and it's a lot more vulnerable and in final in lightning returns that was like crucial to killing a lot of the harder enemies so they did add a, they add this to this game right, right. Yeah. only it's it's not quite as like it doesn't seem it's crucial but it doesn't seem to be quite as much because Sometimes getting something to stagger and lightning returns was so annoying. Um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely a different battle system. Uh, it's something I'm going to have to get used to. We both are going right. to get used to it. But yeah, it is it is kind of neat that you can just switch between which character you want and the rest are just going to kind of do their thing. Um, but it's it's ne- it'll be necessary, I think, because it kind of draws in elements from Final Fantasy X when you think about it. Because... 
Cloud can't get like the turret guns that are too far away. That's right. So you need to use Barrett for that. Right. Um, whereas, you know, just like in Final Fantasy X, where it was like Tedious was good at animals that were fast. Right. Uh, Waka could hit anything that was flying. You know, Oren could get anything that had a shell. You right. Know, he would, he was the. So it's a similar idea, I think, is that each character will have their own unique thing that'll help against certain types and of enemies. I can think t- t- Tifa, she's with close combat, so she's going to be everything up so close combat. So she uses her hands a lot, too. So Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Cloud is close, close combat, combat, too. Yeah. But it'll, it, they'll probably have something. And then a new thing it looks like they added was the, um, like, each... Each character has their own special skill. I saw that, yeah. Or, like, you know, that they can use if you hit the triangle button. The triangle. It was two skills that each one had. I saw that. Well, there's, there's the normal attack. Well, well no, that, those are skills kind of like the... I think they were kind of like the limit breaks, but not the, Not quite, quite like the well, limit breaks. Because bra- Braver used to be a limit break right. for Cloud. But he does have the limit break cross slash, mm-hmm. which I think still happens when you get hurt enough. It builds up. And then, um, but they have like this special function that each one can do. So, for example, Barrett has what's called overcharge. So, yeah. if you use that, he'll shoot like a big, you know, like. It's like a missile type. Right. It's, it's kind like, of like a rocket right. uh, shot. So, mm-hmm. it'll, it does like a lot of damage. Um, but it takes long to reload. Right. But though. then you have to like keep hitting the thing to charge it. So, he like whacks mm-hmm. it on the ground, his thing on the ground. Yeah. So, it takes a little while. And of mm-hmm. course, he's not fighting while he's doing that. And then you get it back to up, overcharge, and you can do it again. But that's when I when I was playing this. I when I switched back to Cloud when he was just trying to overcharge again, and I had to like go switch. The yeah, cloud I mean you that. probably can can do that. Um, cloud has what was his overcharge? I think it was called it was Braver, wasn't it? No, it was overcharge. Well, it was overcharge guy. Okay. Basically, what he does is he um, is he goes into super aggressive mode. Oh yeah. So he'll be less defense, and he'll fo- he'll hit harder, but. You know, he doesn't move quite as fast. And as soon as you try and, like, dodge roll, uh, it'll go out of that function. But I think what he does is if you if you block melee attacks, uh-huh. he'll counterattack. And that's so, another thing to add it, too, with the blocking. The blocking uh, right. So you, you can actually block shots. So right. if you, Yeah, if guys are shooting at you, you can either roll out of the way or you can hold up your sword or whatever and just kind of block and I like that block also. most of the damage. <laughs> yeah, because I got tired of them damn dogs. But I'm I'm terrible at using that. I'm just like attack, attack, attack. So I know that's gonna haunt me later. So that's why I need to really get used to the combat system. Yeah, yeah. I, I got used to it, man. Like I said, I was blocking the bullets, but the damn dog was coming. Like, okay, <laughs> damn. I and you had I had to lock on with the dog and just forget the guy shooting. Right. Because the dog was a hassle. Dogs, the dogs were. I would use fire on them. That yeah, seemed to that work was a hassle, well. man. But yeah, those those things were tough. Yeah, they really were, man. And another thing is that I liked about is it was the, like you said, in so many games, the cutscenes, but it was like, there was really no cutscene in, in it. It was just like flow. It just. Well, they were there. You'd yeah. have to sit through them. But yes, it flowed flow. naturally from where you were because the actual in game graphics while you're in combat yeah. are on par with the cutscene graphics. So yeah. it's really just like. All of a sudden, you would stop being able to control the character, and it would kind of be like, and like zoom out, and yeah. then kind of play the scene, and then go right back to you. Too. Yeah, right. I, I thought that was pretty awesome when he did that, man. Because most Final Fantasy games never done that. 
I mean, yeah. not they, like, like fluently. It was right. Fluent. I think Final Fantasy fifteen did so that pretty well. But yeah, it's it's kind of like the new style. But yes, it it definitely is nice because it keeps you immersed in it, right. and you know it's like, well, I could come out of this at any point and then have to yeah, keep you know, going. Yeah, because when they did a cutscene, they right damn. instead of setting <laughs> your controller down for thirty minutes. Yes, like, oh <laughs> damn. <laughs> But yo, but like I said, I really enjoyed this demo, man. I just cannot wait for the game to come out next month. And uh, like I said, I, I like it. I see nothing wrong with it. I'm kind of glad they took their time on this, cause they could have rushed it, man. It could have been a disaster, like you said. Yeah, cause they knew people would buy it. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, we the generation that played the first game, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's I, I really like the demo. So um, for guys, if you are a Final Fantasy Seven. Um, fan, uh, if you got a PlayStation 4, I recommend you download this demo before the game come out April 10th. What about you, Trevor? You recommend the same thing? Oh, absolutely. Check it out. I actually want to play through it again because you can play in classic mode with the command menu. Yeah, I'll so I'm on curious YouTube. to see what that looks like. You so say you got the classic mode and you yeah. got this mode right here. It's probably the same way as like if you hit the command menu, you know, to like select the other character to tell him what to do, or if you want to use a potion from your item thing. Yeah. I think it's that only it automatically will come up each time. You don't have to. So, but we'll see. I do want to try that out and check it. Because that's that's a nice option if you really liked that okay, that mostly, command menu style from yeah. the yeah the original game and yeah. the original Final Fantasy series. Yeah, but I, I'm, like I said, I like the the what they got right now. It's not bad, so I would go back and play it on the classic mode, see what it'd be like. So, so guys, check that out. So Trevor has a pick of the week, like I do. Uh huh. I do. He do. And um, he's his pick of the week is a a book. Yeah, I actually have a, a comic book um, that I've been reading. I've just read the second one today. It's so you actually got two books we're going to talk about today, or one? Oh, we're going to do two. Oh, okay. you're going to well, do one. I brought this one as my thing. I thought we were just going to talk about this one in general. Oh mercy! So, oh yeah, yeah. Should we just talk about this one in general yeah, and make it to our picks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. unless that was your pick, I read that book also. My pick is um, something else. Okay, it's, so it's a... right now we're going to talk about a comic that um, I just picked up. Amos picked it up the other day. It's called Mercy uh, by Mirka Andolfo. That's that's about right because she also done Unsacred. That's one of the books I read about. Right, the that was the one the angel. demon and the angel who are in a relationship, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's every every it, the, each page is like its own one off. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it's like just a series of misunderstandings where he's like super horny and he thinks he's <laughs> finally gonna get some action, uh-uh. and then she just always it. There's some twist, and it's like, nope. Nope, not going to happen. <laughs> Blue balls. Exactly. <laughs> um, but this is not like this, guys. But what's funny about that one is that the opposite. Apparently, I was looking at her biography. She also did that Unnatural series. I, I, the I one about the, really, the sexy pig and the yeah. wolf. She's been very busy, man. She yeah. did some DC bombshells and stuff. She's a busy um, artist and writer now. So, um, yeah, Trevor picked it up today, and I read it over the weekend, uh, Mercy. And, well, I pre-ordered it. Months ahead, you know, I pre-ordered it anyway. I told him to put him on pull list, and mm-hmm. I, what caught my attention was the the art style, the covers of it. Yes, I, I like this cover, but then I went and opened the book up. I'm like, oh, okay. Actually, <laughs> I, I like the style on the inside yeah. too. It's really but good. It was, it's different from what she's done in the other book too. You know what I'm saying it's right. kind of versatile. Yes, with her art style, it kind of fits for that story she's telling. It's, it's more of a supernatural. What I read so far in that book, yeah, well, very supernatural. And I know you usually don't read about supernatural stuff. Not really, but yeah, the the art style really captured it for me, so I decided to give it a try. Um, so, what did you think so far in the first issue? Um, I enjoyed it. 
what I find interesting about it is I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be rooting for. Right. It's it's like <laughs> right. Well, you have you have um, what's her name, Lady. Uh, the lady. Uh, lady Swanson. Swanson, right. So she seems to be what you'd think is the main character. And so she seems very, you know, dignified and whatever. You know, there was there was some incident in this mine that involved these weird monsters or something. Right. We didn't really get a good look at them. But there's definitely like these creepy vines or something. So, but they're like reddish colored like organs. Right. That we started seeing coming out of bodies and th- stuff like that. And apparently it... During that whole thing, it killed her her husband Trevor. Oh yeah, of course. His name who has Trevor. the same name as me, and apparently Trevor. he was a bastard. Damn Trevor! So, of course, always. I know, right? Anyway, um, <laughs> so and then it seems to take place like years later. Right. Um, there's a memorial for this uh, for the this days. mine accident thing that happened, and so there's a little bit of like. Talks, you know, talk of God and one. There was one girl going on about the, you know, the devil of the town or whatever. He's yeah. like a true savior, and obviously they were trying to put her back in the mental institution or something. It was kind of weird because they was talking about God, and all of a sudden they talking about the devil is a savior. I'm like, well, well I'm kind of confused. Here. What are we talking about? Right. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. But meanwhile, so you got Lady Swanson, and you know, it looks like she's a proper a proper lady, right. and you know, she's got like an older son at least. I don't know how many other kids. Yeah, two kids, older son, right. a, a smaller. I mean, a younger son, a younger daughter, and an older older son. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, then later we see that she's. Uh, <laughs> and then the, what, what happened is the oh, reason yeah, yeah, why yeah. because during that memorial, it was two drunken two guys who was insulting her. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. There were two guys like insulting her. And then the, the oldest son was like, hey, wait. And she's like, no, no, we are not animals. We are, you know, that sort of thing. So go forward. But then later when they're like, you know, having sex with the prostitute, who's another character we met earlier, right. Betsy, mm-hmm. um, is she entices them to stay for a little bit longer. And then when they do, you know, uh, Lady Swanson shows up and has her two goons like beat the shit out of them, break their bones and stuff. Yes, so, sir. Um, so it's more than meets the eye because she's not dignified. She she got a dark side to her, right? And she runs the brothel, brothel, right? So, and nobody knows, you know, but that nobody knows. knows yeah. Right. So so there's obviously a lot of secrets she's hiding, and you know. So yeah, I don't really know where to stand with her yet. And then on the opposite side, there's Lady. Helion? Yeah, like Helene. Helene, I think yeah, it Helene, is. yeah, Helene. And she looks, she looks, she's like the blonde you'll see on the cover with right. like the, the freckles, speckles or whatever on her face. Blue eyed, looks like an angel. My take is on this right here. The dark haired girl that's running around town and working in the shop. Right, the little girl. The little girl. Mm-hmm. I think that's her mom. I think so too. I think, I think she died at the, the, in the beginning. She was the lady who kicked the damn dynamite in the cart, and all of a sudden, you used to... well, that girl seemed to have black hair, but, but remember, she was probably in the in mine, the mine yes. right? So it because right after the mine incident, once they, the, you know, one lady kicks a cart of dynamite and it goes boom, and then, um, and then it shows like the aftermath, and there's some guy we see a silhouette with a you know top hat and, and a cane. cane come over and he finds like somebody arm sticking yeah out. you just you see the arm at like the edge of the panel so like it's our point of view right so we don't see who it is but he says oh hey looks like you're still around or something and meanwhile there's a creepy vine growing out of a, uh, a head right next to them so yeah my guess is and then we see 
that guy with the top hat and cane or right. a guy with a top hat and cane traveling with this lady uh, who looks like an angel, which is what the little girl says that her mom, mom looks like an angel. Right. Um, we see them traveling together, but it's obvious that this lady is something else oh, yeah, because he no has to, he, ha- he keeps reminding her, you need to smile. You need to act like a human. You need to whatever. So, uh, it's obviously an act that she's putting on. And then, of course, we see at the end that she says that humans are delicious. So. Yeah, so we see where they're going at. But at the end of the book, it caught my attention, man, because like you said, you got so much going on in this book right now. You got this lady here, um, Smith Swanson. She got her bad side or dark side, right. right? Then you got this lady, Helena. Helene. 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 Yep. She, I guess, eat people, whatever she does. You know, she killed the driver mm-hmm. of the carriage and everything. So you got that going on. Then you got this whole town. This town is just weird. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird town. And um, so you got the the little girl that we see yeah. who is the orphan girl who's quote-unquote uncle. So he basically pulls a bunch of kids off the street. Treats them, treats them like shit and, yeah, like makes them work in a yeah, sweatshop. A That's sweatshop. And, you know, beats them and whatever if they, they don't do what he asked them to do. He's an asshole. Right, exactly. And then you've got, you seem to have this brother and sister, Betsy, and her brother John, I think it oh, was. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I don't really know much about John. He seems to be very... Naive. He, well, a little bit, but he, he helps the little girl out. He right. gives her a piece of bread. He sees he sees them as kids in her. And the sister Only says she something. has nobody. Yeah, and then the sister, his sister says something about you, so nice, so naive, something like right. that. Betsy's a little bit on the. She's a bitch. She's a little she's bit bitchy. on the bitchy side she's to the little girl, the little yeah. Girl, yeah, man. But he's, I guess, he's good, good-hearted. He's a good-hearted brother. Right. He say, we was like that once before. Remember? He mentioned that to his sister. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man. So I think everybody got something going on in the book, and I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. See where where it goes, man. It might be an ongoing, might be a mini series. I don't know. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good start. You know, it gives us, it gave us insight into all of these characters that are gonna be, you know, major players. Right. But like I said, don't really know how to feel about any of these characters yet. <laughs> Do you want to root for any of them, right, man? Who, who's the good person? In, I'm rooting for the little girl. So That's far, <laughs> so far the little girl, little girl. But yeah. I'm rooting for her, man. She's she, she getting the raw deal right now. Dog. Right, but yeah, she seems to be praying for her mom to come back. Yeah. And of course, now that this uh, you know lady helene is probably going to look like her a lot right uh, i think she's going to think that's her mom and so it'll be yeah there's a whole lot of sinners in that yeah. damn town yes <laughs> man that scene when they ended up having sex with that prostitute. oh yeah with the prostitute they double yeah. team like damn yeah they were double teaming her and <laughs> and this is this is definitely not for well it's definitely for mature readers because right. yeah you definitely see some you know, breasts and stuff like that yeah, in the yeah. scene so it, it doesn't really shy away from it <laughs> yeah dude like, after the whole thing was done whoo it's like I'm tired <laughs> like yeah, yeah tired right so I just for 17 and up I believe teenager and up I mean 18 and up I, even, I don't think for a teenager to be honest with you but yeah but um check out Mercy man we kind of we both recommend you check this book out if you up into like the weirdness of supernatural or anything like that or just a mystery of a of a story Check out Mercy Number One by Image Comics. Mm-hmm. And now my pick of the week. All right. Now my pick of the week is on one of my favorite books. One of my favorites is on Outer Darkness and Chew. So those are my two favorite books, right? By the same um, writer. Mm-hmm. He decided to do a crossover, uh, Outer Darkness and Chew crossover. So what um what I was reading is that um that I, this takes place right in the season one of Outer Darkness. 
And this takes place after Chu, the last book, issue 60. So it's a big crossover. I'm not going to say much about it. You know, I'm a big fan of both. Um, they actually get um, Tony Chu, who is the, the protagonist with his friend. They, the people from the Outer Darkness, the ship, brought them back to the, brought them into the future. You know, there's some time travel shit going on. You know they have to be part of it, right? Of course. <laughs> so they brought them to the future, and they say they need his help because Tony Chu could actually taste things. And he sees memories of what how did what happened to that person and what had how that fool got there and stuff like that. He get memories for tasting stuff. One time he had to taste some shit. <laughs> he had to. Man. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the books he had to taste some. He had to taste some boo boo. But anyway, um, they get these guys from the past, and all of a sudden, on in the book you see his best friend, his partner. He's have He's a cyborg, right? So he gets into the database of the future of the ship, and he plugs it in, right? All of a sudden, he starts seeing things. He said, what the hell? So he actually saw his past and what happened. In, now, he happened, what happened to his past, which was his future. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at the end of issue number 60 or two, Tony is older. And Chu started getting off the rails a little bit. Close to the end, it became cosmic and space shit. Mm-hmm. And I see what the writer was doing now since he brought this outer darkness within Chu. So his best friend saw the archives and saw what happened. And he said, we need to get the fuck up out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so anyway, that's how it's, I think it's, it's going to be a mini series. Probably one, two, three books, I think. But I enjoyed it, man. It's a, it's a great read if you're a fan of um, Chu. Of Rob Guillory's work and a fan of John Lehman's work, you know he also got a book out there called "The Man Who Effed Up Time." Go check that one out. <laughs> but that's my pick of the week: the Outer Darkness and True Crossover. Check it out. What you got there, Trevor? Uh, yeah, mine is as I was saying earlier. It's actually a comic book that I've been reading. It's a uh, it's called Rising Sun by uh, written by Ron Mars and David Rodriguez with art by and I know I'm going to mispronounce it Martin. Cocolo or something to that effect. It's Cocolo. Cocolo. It looks like that. Right. So essentially what it is, it looks like it's based on probably some a board game or some, at least that's at the end when it says it's giving you these game rules, that's what it makes it seem like. So I'm not familiar with it. Ron Mars seems familiar. But Ron Mars has written like a lot of Top things. Cow, right? He did, he's, he's done, he's done a lot of for Top Cow. Dark, and the Darkness. Like yes. That's right. Yeah, he did a lot of those. Yeah, the Witchblade series yeah, that's right. stuff, that's right. um, uh, Force, etc. Oh, so, one of your favorite characters huh? on Cyberforce. Yeah, Velocity. Velocity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so I'm I'm a fan of his. I like I like it. So I was like, and it basically takes place in like a feudal Japan, but with a lot of supernatural elements. See. Right. So I was like, okay, Ron Mars, <laughs> Japan, supernatural <laughs> elements. You know. <laughs> Uh, samurai, that sort of stuff. Sure, I'm in. So I decided to give the first one a chance. I enjoyed it. Essentially, it's about a group of clans that they have to... It's kind of like a lot like the Lord of the Rings where it's like different clans come together. You know, a representative from each clan comes together on a team in order to like save the world type thing from whatever... I haven't quite figured out or i've forgotten what they're fighting against <laughs> but they start out fighting a dragon and then they start fighting uh Ure, so like these ghosts those ghosts right yeah, yeah. um at the end that just a, a ton of them overwhelm this village and that's mostly what happens in number two but 
during the course of this, it's like they have to learn to get along. And there's the the one, uh, the primary character. Uh, what's her name? Like Okoyo or something, I want to say. Okoyo. Or some, something like that. She basically has to um, uh, basically keep the team together. She's the leader. Mm. And a lot of them, most of them are on board, but they're kind of like, eh. And then there's one lady who's like, she's big and powerful and strong, but she's very bullheaded and stubborn. And it's like, I'm going to do this my way. And you're just all in the way and you suck. And, you know, which makes it very difficult for team unity and, um, and, and that sort of thing. But the idea of them coming together is what's important in order to save the world. So, um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed it so far. It's interesting. Uh, I, I want to learn more about the characters. Oh man, he's in big trouble, man. Yeah, the, the artwork's pretty good. Yeah, he's in big trouble. Big yeah. trouble in Little China. Oh, so <laughs> it's called Rising Sun. So I would recommend it if you like, you know, that sort of thing. You like Japanese lore and samurai and supernatural stuff. Okay. Yeah. Right. Give it a try. Give it a try, guys. Check it out. It's by IDW. Yeah, it's an IDW book. Huh. You don't really don't get any IDW books too often. I get whatever suits, suits my needs. Yeah. Right. You know, whatever yeah, whatever true. looks like it's up my alley, I'll buy. I don't care who the <laughs> who the publisher is. Well, you know what? Lately, man, I'm I'm, I'm happy for you, man, because you got some books that I actually read. You know, mm-hmm. you got Money Shot the other day. You, mm-hmm. you called me, say, hey, the Money Shot? <laughs> yeah, Money Shot. What the fuck you talking about, man? It's a Money Shot. Yeah. I got a little perverted mind, but man, hey, come on, man. It's funny. And like Mercy, man, cause like I said, I was intrigued because you know, the lady who do Unsacred was writing that. I said, let me check it out. But her in that book, man, in Mercy, she... Uh, She's one of the artists, man, that fits for the story, that writes for the story. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? She got the idea in her head, and it's for that story. Like, it's it's dark in Mercy, the darkness of it. Right. And But in Unsacred, it's so light and hearted, and the color, you can tell you mean the colors, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be whimsical. Yeah. Un- Unsacred is very cartoony. <laughs> cartoony, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, bright colors, you know, the, the characters are a little bit more, yeah, it's Car- over exaggerated yeah, too. So. Exactly, cartoony, animated looking right. style. Whereas Mercy is definitely a lot more. It, it still has that cartoony element, but the colors are a little darker and right. creepier. Um, you know, the uh, the main uh, uh, lady Helene is very like pale, like so she's her face is bright, um, but subdued at the same time. And so it's yeah, the it's, color plays a big part in this. Dude. But it yeah, really the does. color is great. It plays a great part in this um in this storytelling because, like you said, the she switched her style. I can see still see her style in here, but like you say, the colors and, and the inks in it makes it really really different. Right, it's more bolder and darker to me. So yeah, I like I like this. Man. Right, and the the little bits and pieces I I didn't read it, but from Unnatural that I've seen, it had a lot more like neon colors. Mm, yeah, it's it was yeah, <laughs> just it's. The one thing that struck, yeah, that stuck out to me. It was bright, you know. I mean, other than like sexy looking animals, <laughs> big babes, yeah, angels just, with babes, yeah, a lot of like neon colors in the background, and yeah, dude, it was man, so funny, dude. And that going to unsacred, I re- it was one on the panel, you know, the angel was talking to a friend, angel friend, and everything, and she's talking, like, oh, are you still with him, so and so? She said, yeah, it, I don't know what it was. Her friend was getting the call from the demon's best friend, and mm-hmm. they were screwing around. And he said, "You screwing? Ah, I'm just having sex or anything like that." <laughs> Man, panels later, 
She's calling him and saying, what you doing? Like, damn, you talking bad about the dude. Yeah. He must be giving to me really good. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I'm like, okay, you talk bad about the guy, but you call him. And when she called him, she had pictures of him and everything like that. Like, what? Okay, you talk bad about this guy. But that's the kind of book that is, man. So, guys, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of um, Just Being Amos Podcast. Trevor, how can people reach you? Um, I'm on Twitter at Toshiro No Ronin. You've been very busy, man. I've tweeted a few things. Yeah, out. I mean, yeah. yeah over over the course of the, some years, you've been pretty busy. <laughs> Either it's dealing with your game or it's politics. <laughs> Not much politics, but but, but yeah, I was I was endorsing a certain candidate, so I've been tweeting a little bit about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that one. Um, I'm it's a lot of sexism. <laughs> right. That one. So you can check me out at justbeingamous.com. Also, you can check me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at justbeingamous. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being a